This is Mackenzie Milton. This is Steve Levy from ESPN, and you're listening to One Night Stand. One Night Stand. Sem condições a que te passei Just one night stand Avô tudo bagaite como assim One night stand This is One Night Stand Presented by First Watch, the official breakfast and lunch sponsor of One Night Stand What up Night Nation? It's bowl season on today's show We recap a slightly, well, not very disappointing 45-28 to 28 loss in the final American Conference Championship game that we'll ever be in. Uh, lost to Tulane in New Orleans, or not New Orleans, more on that later. And also we preview the bowl game, the military bowl in Annapolis versus Duke. Also we've got a lot of transfer portal news to go over, more coaching carousel. And as always, Money Moose Picks, Moose Mailbag. Speaking of, I'm here with Money Moo, UCF, ran it back in Yulman for a rematch with the green wave of Tulane to decide the American Conference champion. A questionable fourth down decision by Tulane left a short field for the Knights where Xavier Townsend smashed into the end zone for the first watch, first score. We're going to be rolling the $25 gift card over to the bowl game since no one guessed Mr. Townsend. The roller coaster season that UCF has had so far continued in this game with a quarterback change and turnovers aplenty. But in the end, the big plays of Tulane are what sealed the night's fate and a berth in another New Year's Six Bowl. Final score, Tulane 45, UCF 28. I, I'm not going to lie, I didn't have the highest expectations going into this game. You know, right before the game, way after we taped the pod, it was announced that Mikey was going to be not dressing for the game to preserve his red shirt. We can argue about that later. Uh, But it was going to be Tommy, you know, that would be the backup. And presumably that kind of leaked out because we knew, you know, hamstrings are, they're not a one-week injury. So we figured there was going to be a chance that we see... um, you know, Tommy on the field, which is pretty big news. So, you know, we come out a couple punts, and next thing you know, we're down 10 nothing. And then Tommy comes into the game, and, I mean, like you said, we had that, um, the short, short-ish, wait, is that? Yeah, that was, I believe that was Tommy's first drive. Questionable fourth down for Tulane. I think it was fourth and one on, like, their own 35-yard line. But, I mean, they had you know, all the momentum and everything. And then that was a turning point. Could have been a huge turning point in the game. Yeah, I don't know why they they went for it. Well, we had just went for it, but we were deep in their territory. They went for it. We get the easy touchdown, but then three more possessions, and Tommy, he just it was is not ready, you know. And that's a tough situation to be thrown into. I mean, I think he's going to be great. Not really surprised. I mean, I was hoping for something better. You know, I was hoping he just lit it up and – uh, we just cruise off into the Cotton Bowl, and we're like, oh, I told you so. But that clearly wasn't the case. Gus goes back to JRP at halftime, uh, down 17. You know, got a, the, Tulane c- gave us some opportunities. And, you know, all of a sudden, we score touchdowns on back-to-back drives. We're down three after that Bowser touchdown, which won me a ton of money. My only bet of the day was Bowser to score a touchdown. Paid slightly over even money. That was awesome. I was going crazy. Down three. I'm like, oh, we're back. We're back. And then Tulane just crushed us after that. They scored in four plays. We turned it over on downs, and they scored in another four plays. And that's all she wrote. 45-28, the final. Um, I don't even know where to start. All right, let's, let's talk about the Mikey thing real quick. A lot of people are mad at him for not playing, and I get that. Some comparisons to Dylan Gabriel, whatever. I personally don't think that had an effect on the outcome of the game. What are your thoughts on the Mikey situation? No, I don't either. Um, You know, and anyone who thinks that, I mean, look at USF. We just played USF, and Mikey played for most of the game. You know, it's not like he was lighting it up. I'm with you there. It was clear we were clearly— Against a 1-10 team, you know, (laughs) and this is Tulane. So it's like— I I understand why he, he did it, and I think it was smart. And and <clears throat> he knew that he was going to transfer. 
why would you burn a red shirt for a game that you might not even win? Actually, it doesn't matter if you think you're going to win or, or you're going to lose. Like, yep. You gotta, this is you. You got to do. You can make the decision on on your own. You got to do what's best for yourself. I said that when Dylan transferred, even though it was a little different. But, dude, I, these players don't owe us anything. We're we're <laughs> we're we're just fans of of a team. Like this is their lives and stuff. Like, I I get why people are upset because you know our passion for our school outweighs kind of some of the logic, but. You got to remember, these are kids, and like they all think they're going to make the NFL. And at worst, like they want to go somewhere where they can start and play. Mikey clearly does not have a future at UCF, so I don't blame him one bit. Honestly, I'm thankful for what he did. Like he he led us back in that Cincinnati game. We beat the Gators with him. I mean, that's more than we could ask for. And he led us back in USF too, even though it wasn't pretty. I mean, you know, if it was Tommy, we might have lost that game. Who knows? So I'm thankful for what he did. Um, I don't know. We could, we could argue about this, but I think we're, we're, we're on the same page. Um, I don't know. Other takeaways from the game, Moo? I mean, John Rice Palmley was clearly, clearly still hurt, you know, without his rushing ability, I feel like he's extremely, extremely limited. And, um, and we- you know, they thought, I understand a little bit why Gus, you know, pulled him out of the game, tried to go with Tommy wasn't working i thought that he should have went back to jrp sooner rather than later but you know the coach is always going to side on the error of caution for injury but john rice is more like uh if he could have a broken leg like a la greg jennings and just want to go back in the game like put the team on his back you know what i mean like he's just that kind of guy um but you know i guess it finally took enough convincing from John Rice to Gus to say, look, you know, even if I'm 50%, which he couldn't run, couldn't run at all. Uh, even trying to evade anyone, you you could see that, you know, he was favoring that leg and it, it just, it sucks, man, because I feel like if he was, if he was 100% healthy, I think we would have whopped. I know, man. We would have destroyed him. I know, but he wasn't, and we knew that going in. And, uh, you know, that's football. I don't know. Um, I mean, because they had no answer for him the last time we played. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't really – I mean, honestly, I don't have much else to say about the game. I mean, you know, we had a chance, but I don't think the outcome was surprising given the circumstances. And, uh, honestly, Tulane deserved that. You know, I, I, I don't really have much else to say. Well, they were the better team. Um, I feel like the big plays, though, from Tulane. I mean, three touchdowns of 60-plus yards. Like, we don't do that. Look back through through the whole season. Like, we don't really give up a whole bunch of big plays. Those suck so much in person. Because, like, (laughs) it's just like a slow, like, stab in the gut and, like, twist of the knife. Because you have to watch the whole thing play out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, especially in an away stadium. Between that and the offensive line, I feel terrible because they've been pretty good, you know, throughout the year, but I don't understand, like, what happened. Like, couldn't get the run game going. Six sacks given up, most I can remember for a long time. You know, it's almost as like, I feel like after a couple days I had to, you know, get everything to try and register. It's like we almost knew that like we weren't supposed to be there. Like that's my final kind of take, at least for me, like, especially with like everybody transferring, they knew before the game that they were going to do this. These minds have been made up. So it's almost if like they, I don't know. They they just didn't show up and, and it showed in the, in the game. Yeah, that's my take. That's my final takeaway. I think I agree. Uh, my final takeaway: interesting stat here. Tulane had more turnovers than UCF had penalties. They had three turnovers. We had two penalties. So you take out those three turnovers, and this is a big whopping. The game was closer than it should have been. They had six hundred and forty-eight total yards. That's insane. We, well, I mean, we just didn't play defense. I mean, yeah. the tackling was. And those we, were all, guys, and we that, always talk about the tackling being bad, but this was just like... And that's that's a thing, too. Like, I feel like 
on defense, like if you're checked out, like you have to be giving 100% effort. And it felt like a lot of these guys weren't, and now it kind of makes sense. Newt Wilson going to the NFL, Devontae Brown transferring, JJB. I mean, dude, if you're only giving 90%, that could be the difference between a tackle and a miss. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a little different on offense because there's only one ball. You know what I'm saying? But it, it felt like a lackluster effort on defense. And now with all these guys transferring, it makes sense. Anyway, uh, might as well talk about the transfer portal now. We got... Uh, yeah, that's basically all I have. For, yeah, I don't got much about the game. You know, uh, the rest of the game there. <laughs> uh, oh, rushing the field. Second time I got to do that this season. Pretty cool. I mean, you um, had to. I just, I don't know. I just, At first, I was like, what are you doing? And the second, I'm like, uh, What are you, you going to do? All right, I'm going to sit there in the how, stands. How or? often do you get a chance you know, to do something nah, like you that? It, and it's, it's really cool to see the players... And, like, the fans happy. I kept trying to buy a helmet from a player. And then, like, I realized the next day, I'm like, even if someone would have taken my offer, I would have got it confiscated and, like, had no proof or receipt that it was, like, a fair transaction. Like, I wasn't, I didn't, like, pick it up and grab it. You know what I'm saying? So, kind of glad that worked out. Um, Rushing the field, cool. Anyway, all right, transfer portal. So, like, pretty shortly after the game, Mikey announced, as expected, uh, Jeremiah Jean Baptiste. That was a surprise, but again, you know, looking back, not this. This is just the age we're in. Uh, then O'Keefe goes. I remember texting you, and that was uh, was not. I was not happy when I saw that. What What were your thoughts? Were you surprised? That one surprised me. That one did surprise me because I feel like last year O'Keefe was used a lot more. You know, when we didn't have Javon and Kobe Hudson. And especially even in the Gasparilla Bowl. I mean, that's why the dude won the MVP yeah. of the game, you know, or of the bowl. And I thought him and Gus, like, had a good thing going. But then all of a sudden this year, it's like they just couldn't find ways to get him the ball as much. And, you know, I, I understand. Um, yeah, I mean, this comes down to, you know, kind of one of the classic things. It's like, you know, O'Keefe's not a Gus recruit, and, like, Gus brings his own guys in and starts to favor them, and even if it's not intentional by Gus, you feel like you don't have a fair shot as O'Keefe. Whether that's true or not, it doesn't matter. You know, your perception's a reality, and and that's probably how he felt. Or, I don't know, he just wants a better opportunity at a Power 5, even though we're going to be a Power 5. Or, Maybe he, you know, doesn't think he could be in the NFL, which I know isn't true for him, but it might be true for some of these other guys. Like, you know, you're an above-average guy. I don't know. Maybe you just want to check out a different school. I, I don't know, you know. But we got to get used to this. We, you know, we, we got to get over the emotion and everything because it's going to be a pretty regular thing. It's not just us. It's every school, you know. You know, very surprising to me. I, I took a second to look up his, his season stats. And looking at last year's stats, season stats are almost exactly the same as last year. Really? He still led the team in catches, 73. Huh. 725 yards, five touchdowns. So last year, he went 84 catches, 812 yards. Probably includes the bowl game, too. So seven touchdowns. Yeah, it's pretty you know, similar. I mean, had about 200 rushing yards on, on some sweeps, and it, it, it's pretty similar as last year. So... It definitely, yeah. It um, is surprising, but I feel I feel like it's more surprising that I thought his numbers were way lower. Yeah, I think it's just because he's not like the solid. Like it feels like Baker kind of took over as the number one guy, and it was definitely O'Keefe last year. I think I don't know. And look, we'll never really know because you know they put out these stupid statements that are like all. I, mean, I don't want to say BS, but like. It's like a press conference speech. Like, they're not going to be like, oh, like, I'm transferring because I didn't think the coach was using me. In the, you know what I'm saying? We'll never really know. But I don't know. There's nothing we can do. And uh, like I said before, we just got to get used to it. All right. What else we got here? Uh, another transfer. We had some transfers from the defensive side as well. I don't think we mentioned Devontae Brown, who preseason was – whole bunch of hype about you know he was our nfl talent and best corner and 
kind of sucked. I feel this like year. he had a dis- pretty disappointing season um, as well. Uh, I don't have the stats in front of me, but just the eye test, like yeah. poor tackling, uh, him like never turning around for the ball. That oh, it, dude, just, that's so annoying. But yeah, uh, I don't know. So he's gone, and then just today or yesterday, Devad Wilson announcing that he's going to the NFL draft, which huh? I can't understand either because yeah, he didn't man. seem to have that amazing of a year either. So he must have gotten some kind of you know draft grade or something that he knew that like he might be a, an NFL talent. I mean, he's a good player for sure, but. Yeah, I, I didn't think he's like above average, and I, you know he's—I don't think he—he he wasn't like first team all conference or anything like that. I mean, when I saw him post the message on Instagram, I'm like, oh great, another freaking transfer. And then I read it, or I read the caption, and I was like, oh, huh? Or maybe it was like there there was like a little NFL draft logo. I don't know. Um, yeah, what are we gonna do? You know, this happens all the time. Um, Really don't have much more to say. I'm sure there'll be another one that's kind of a big name. But, hey, if you look at the transfers we took in last year, I mean, Javon Baker and is it Jason Johnson? Yeah, because there's a Jordan Johnson that also transferred. There's a couple of guys I've never heard of, actually. I I had it pulled up, but there's like three guys I never heard of. And and Jordan, Jordan Johnson's one. Jason Johnson, good. So we got a bunch of good transfers, too. I'm not worried. These guys are all replaceable. Thankful for what they did. We'll get better guys back because that's what we do. So I was also thinking about this, too, in the transfer portal. You know, they said something like 1,300 kids have already announced that they've entered the transfer portal. And, um, you know, I always said in previous episodes, it's like, don't fall in love with a coach, fall in love with a school. And I said that because of the coaching carousel that happens like all the time. You know, it's like, okay, take the kids that are in Colorado right now. You went to the school because you believed in the school, you believe in the coach and everything. And then all of a sudden Deion Sanders comes in and is like, oh, pack your bags. Like I'm bringing my own players. So now I'm almost I'm like kind of switching, doing a complete 180 on this thinking, just the way that the times are now for the transfer portal. I'm like, maybe you should just fall in love with the coach and not the school and just like follow the coach wherever he goes. Yeah. As long as you're good enough, because if you're not good enough, he's not going to take you and waste a scholarship. It's wild, man. But I don't know. That's why I always go back to us. You've got to do what's best for yourself. Um, I feel like a lot of these kids are getting bad advice, but at the same time, I mean, can you blame a player if you're, like, way buried on a depth chart? You at least got to go somewhere else where you can have a fighting chance. So if you enter the transfer portal, say, like, O'Keefe enters the transfer portal, right? And then, like, he can't find a home. He can't, like, come back to UCF, right? I don't know. I don't see why not. I think the school must have to want. I don't know. If you can have a free transfer, why can't you just go back to the school? That's a good question. I, I would almost say no, because then once you enter the transfer portal, I would assume your scholarship opens up. So Gus is already like trying to find. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the scholarship. Aspect. That's extremely risky if you're yeah. not, you know, a very, very talented player. And even if you are, you might end up somewhere you don't want to be when you were already at somewhere you at least wanted to be before. Yeah. I bet a lot of players just lose their scholarships because of this too. It's risky. You're right. You know, the grass ain't always greener, but I mean, you got to think from these kids perspective, I'd say probably 98% of them think they have a chance at the NFL. You know, I mean, that's just, oh yeah, for sure. That's your mentality as an athlete. So it's like, you got to try something and I don't know, you know, life's all about taking risks. You know, it might suck if you lose your scholarship. It might suck if you never get to play another down or if you never really end up getting to start, but Hey, at least you took that risk and tried. I, I don't know But Hey, it ain't the end of the world. I mean, they're kids. You take out a loan, go through college. Ain't the end of the world. So, all right. Um, last thing before we move on to picks got, 
some coaching carousel kind of falling into place. Former, um, I think, tight end coach and OC at UCF who followed Heupel to Tennessee, Alex Golish, now the new head coach at USF. Um, I don't know. I think that's a good hire. I've heard good things about him. Um, Another big one, Luke Fickle, finally leaves Cincinnati for Wisconsin. Taking his place at Cincinnati is Louisville head coach Scott Satterfield, which is interesting because they play each other in a bowl game, but I don't think he'll be coaching. And the other big one, like we mentioned before. Wait, you don't think he'll be coaching who? Either team. I think he said he's not coaching. Whoa. What? That's weird. <laughs> Were you going to coach against your future team or versus your previous team? Or just like mm. let the coordinators handle it? Uh, you know, if, it, if this was 10 years ago, Whoa. he'd probably have to pick one of them, I guess. And it would have to be the new one. But I don't know. It's pretty interesting. Um, I mean, he has to be in attendance, though, right? Who's he rooting for? Yeah. Hey, I mean, yo, yo, yo. It's interesting. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. It's technically right now a P5 to G5 move, but clearly Cincinnati, the bigger program, and just speaks about the strength of, honestly, the American Conference and you know the future of the Big 12. And uh, last but not least, like we mentioned, Deion Sanders at Jackson State to Colorado. Any thoughts on any of the other hires besides Satterfield? I didn't like Deion at first. Even as a player, like, I just thought he was kind of cocky. Don't really like him in a kind com- as kinda? a comment. <laughs> don't really like him as a commentator that much, but I don't know. He he seems like he could be a good coach, and at least you know he is old. He is much older than the, than the kids in college, but I feel like he the kids can relate to him a lot more than you know, <laughs> like John Heupel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, so been much more relatable than some fat old white guy. Like, I mean, let's be real right. here. No, I, I agree with you. Um, I mean, undefeated season ran the table at Jackson State. He's going to attract big name recruits. We already saw what happened with the number one player in the country. Can't remember his name. Um, who flipped from FSU to Jackson State, which is like unheard of. You know, he's going to crush recruiting. So as long as, even if he's not like the best at like you know offensive and defensive coordination just get competent coaches underneath he crushes the recruiting obviously they're going to have a ton of i'm sure an influx of money from boosters and stuff with him there and it sounds like a recipe for a winning program and let's face it a very weak pac 12 right now or pac 10 or whatever they're going to be so i like it last thing too um the satterfield to cincy from louisville they um it's always I, I I like that hire because you remember that drunk Louisville fan that we ran into at uh oh yeah Island, Island Wing House or whatever. <laughs> it's like oh we suck, coach sucks. I mean it's always good when the fans are like kind of happy to get rid of them, and that that was kind of the sentiment sentiment from Louisville. Um, so I don't know. I I they could have had a. I mean, dude, what if they got Dion? Like that was definitely a possibility. So. I'm happy with that hire. That yeah, was possible for USF to get Dion too. But at least they're not our bit. in our conference now. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What, what do you think the chances? And I hope this isn't a question. I'm, I'm not looking for looking ahead. But what do you think the chances Keen goes to USF? No, he's going back to Arizona. Probably, I would assume. Really? I mean, recruited by Heupold, now Golesh in there at USF. Oh, I, I, I wasn't even making the connection with the coach. I don't know. We'll have to see. I mean, that, that freshman guy that they had play against us seems pretty good. Like, he's kind of raw, but he's good. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Arizona and Arizona State suck. So, I mean, I could see well, he'll Keen get pl- going there, maybe. I don't know, yeah. I, I mean, do you think Keen is a P5 I don't know. Quarterback? You know, get him under the right system. You know, maybe he would have crushed it under Hypo's system. He I don't know. He just didn't really seem like the typical Hypo kind of recruit. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. But, again, maybe that's Very because maybe that's because he didn't play in a Hypo offense. Like, if he, if he was and just 
throwing bombs, maybe that's his thing, but that's not what we do. So maybe he ends up at FAU. I don't even know who the coach is. Tom Herman. Oh yeah, Tom, Tom Herman. Herman. Oh man, the coaching. There's always like weird, surprising names that just you see him on the sideline and you're like, who? What? That guy? Like, wh- where? Yeah, honestly, we've talked about this before. Like FAU, I think is us. Like. 15 years ago. Yep, exactly. Maybe 20. How could you not want to coach at FAU? Like, you're in Boca. Zero expectations. Zero. Yeah, I agree. It's. I mean, why not? They're, they're just us, but, like, behind on the timeline. And they can get good recruits because the kids that, like, are, you know, just close to being good enough to get into Miami, but not really. Just pawn them off on FAU, like, and FIU too. I, I barely know the difference between the two. They both kind of have similar stadiums. <laughs> They're kind of in the same place. Yeah, I don't know. I I agree. Let's talk about the bowl a little bit first. December twenty eighth, which I think is a Wednesday, two or two thirty p.m. in Navy Stadium in Annapolis. I believe the closest airport is. Baltimore, and we're playing the Duke Blue Devils, who are eight and four, and second in the ACC Coastal Division. What are you thinking, Moo? Yeah, a bunch of really close wins and losses for the Blue Devils. This team could easily be five and seven, and they could easily be, you know, ten and two. Yeah. Look, the the game really comes down to this. Duke quarterback Riley Leonard, just as mobile uh, as John Rice. He's also the team's leading rusher. Oh, great. Very similar to John Rice. (laughs) This is like the Spider-Man meme thing. Yeah. Uh, So, not good. Yeah, wow. Um, So, looking at their schedule real quick, their three conference losses were by three, three, and two points. But they also had a bunch of close wins. So, you're right. I mean, they, they could... They're kind of all over the place. And then their one out-of-conference loss was Kansas. Future Big but you know the team, for... UCF, the season has been a roller coaster. There's been the highest of highs. There's been the lowest of lows. We sunk down real low. <laughs> we don't know. You know, we do know who has entered the transfer portal. 99% sure that they're not going to play. And then, you know, there might be some other people that decide to sit out the bowl for whatever reason, you know, a uh, who knows? I mean, Bowser could come out and be like, oh, I'm getting ready for the draft. Sorry, can't play. You know, which yeah. I, I wouldn't, wouldn't be, be so... mad at. Like, no, and I, w- I wouldn't. This is the time. I These w- are the times now. Yeah. So the line came out, I think it started at like Duke minus three and a half. Or no, it was UCF minus three and a half. Then it went to even. So it's even right now. My power ranks show that UCF should be minus seven. However, hmm. I'm not going to give the blessing on this because of I wouldn't waste. We it. have no idea who's playing in the game. Like, yeah, uh, with all the transfers and possible si- people sitting out, we don't know if John Rice is still. He's coming back. I was just about to say he announced that he's coming back. So, well, we don't know if he's healthy. He should be in a month, but yeah. Oh, well, I guess it's only three weeks. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. I wouldn't. I wouldn't waste. I wouldn't waste. I wouldn't regular. I I wouldn't waste the blessing. At least not without. At least as far away. I'm with you there. Yeah, I I really can't. But anyway, I mean, it should be an entertaining game. I could see. You know what's the over, on it? I think it was like fifty-eight. I can see the defense not showing up (laughs) for both teams. (laughs) Yeah. Wouldn't be the first time. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the quarterback seems good, though. I mean, yeah, twenty touchdowns, true. six interceptions, and nice little revenge game for our yes basketball loss. Yeah, there in twenty nineteen. That the last, or, uh, if you remember, the last time we played Duke in a postseason game. So <laughs> they remember for sure. Probably not. And Duke basketball much. fans have to care about their football team. They have to. Really. I would say it's the other way around. Like every Duke football fan is definitely a basketball fan, but probably not vice versa. They need more support. 
Eight and four. That's Duke, not that's football. Not bad. That's not bad. Powerhouse. Ugh, I booked my ticket. I think I'm just going like up and back for the day. I really don't even want to go. I might not even go. I might go with my sister to the Cotton Bowl. That sounds more fun. Now I'll probably go. I don't know. <laughs> you have to go. Dude, around Christmas time, too, that's got to be tough. Tough and, like, expensive. I think it. I think I found a Southwest for, like, 380 or something, but I think I leave Possibility it. Possibility of, like, six, cancellations. 6 a.m. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Speaking of cancellations, do we want to... <laughs> Yeah, talking about I mean, trips. Let's uh, move Orleans. So I get a text. What was it? The day before? I'll let you tell. And I'm not hating, obviously. No, yeah. I mean, shit, dude. The, it was the day of, or yeah, the day before Friday. Like, so I started kind of feeling a little weird Thursday afternoon into Thursday night. Friday, I just woke up and I like felt terrible i knew I, I was coming down with something and i was at work went to a couple of different stores and probably about about 9 a.m i just literally could not move like i pulled up to a store right you know i opened the door my legs you know put your legs you go to stand up my legs like could not reach the the ground and you probably like, i was that weak. up yeah <laughs> dude i've and uh i've been it was there, crazy man. so like i went home 11 a.m i think on friday this little half day went to bed didn't wake up till like 7 p.m and then I, I, honestly I, I like went to the bathroom went back to bed and didn't wake up until 7 a.m the next day yeah and we're... i'm so glad that i didn't end up going because i did not feel better until tuesday yeah, and you would have got me sick too, probably. Uh, you, your sister, my dad, Ronald, it, dude, did not want to end up in a hospital in New Orleans. Yeah, not a not a good place to go. <laughs> go to the hospital. So, yeah, I, I've been there. It's always weird because, like, and you know, not even just COVID, but like people throw around being a si- being sick like it's not a big deal, and I always do. And then it's like when you actually have the flu or a bug like that, and it's like, holy crap, I want to die. When you feel that bad, you and you're just like curled up, I, you just want to go to sleep to just make the pain go away, and it's like the worst thing ever. And there's nothing you can do. So, I feel you, ma'am. Um, honestly, you didn't miss it's much. Terrible. You didn't miss much. Dude, I mean, especially after I got the go to uh, go. The, you know, it was gonna be the bro trip, just me and you. Your birthday. It was. Oh, we forgot to mention it was and your it was freaking my birthday. birthday. Dude, I did nothing on my birthday, man. It, it was. It was so bad. <laughs> Get a little makeup birthday. I mean, I laugh about it now because of the way the game ended. And, you know, there's nothing I could do. And, and I never get sick. Never. The last time I was sick, I always tell people. Last time I was sick was 2008. Because I'll never forget it. But I never get sick. But when I do, I'm on my deathbed. And yeah, sure enough, it was 2008 and now 2022. 14 years of, uh, of health and the, wellness the for sh- me. The streak is over. I mean... Saturday, you know, tailgate was all right. Game sucked. And then, you know, because we had to wake up at like 4 a.m. Um, to drive to Fort Lauderdale for the 6 a.m. flight, I mean, I was gassed. I went to bed at like 8.30, I think, according to my whoop, and I didn't wake up till like 9 the next morning. But Sunday was fun. We went and watched a little football. Then I, I don't know how this happened. I picked up some courtside seats to the Pelicans game for 120 for the pair including SeatGeek fees without the promo code because you can only use it once. But if you want to buy tickets, promo code UCF Problems, all one word for $20 off your order. Uh, and then I went to the casino for like six hours and I just gambled a bunch and it was fun. And then I had like one hour sleep, went back to the airport at like 4 a.m. and uh, was dead all Monday. But I don't know. It was, uh, you know, nothing you can do. New Orleans always a good time. Did not that one good thing, and I was happy about this, even though I was obviously upset you couldn't come. But like silver lining is we didn't have to do Bourbon Street on Saturday after the game because I was so tired and like that place is a crap hole. But you got to do it, you know. I would have did it obviously, but um, <laughs> there, there's sense. always a next time. There's always a next time for sure. All right, 
Picks? Yeah, we'll uh, call me in. All right, now it's time for our favorite segment, Money Moves Picks of the Week. If you had to guess what my record was last week. One and one. One and one. <laughs> per thing. usual. <laughs> one. I don't know. The loss actually wasn't that bad. It was it was TCU um, who, you know, fought to the end there. Still getting in the playoffs, so I like them. Um, but anyway, good game against Kansas State. And then the one nice win, Michigan, who they were like, so it was 16 and a half, and they were losing in the second quarter. Of course, Pav was like, oh, ho, ho, you're going 0-2 this year, or this week. And then they blow it up in the second half for the easy cover. So 11 and 11 on the year. <laughs> Pretty easy. Uh, Breezy. Par, par for the course, I must say. Just go one and one ten times in a row. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I got two picks here for you this week not sure when the next time i'm gonna do a, a pod because bowl season and the holidays and everything so i just picked two that i thought you know really uh doesn't really matter like who plays in the game or who doesn't i think that uh these two picks are pretty pretty fair pretty standard although although inevitably one is going to be very bad and one uh you'll look like a hero so anyway bowl season's always that way though moving on we're taking east carolina minus nine and a half against coastal carolina battle of the carolinas here Hmm. well it's like battle of the non-existent carolinas (laughs) for not north and south east and coastal uh wait east that would be on the coast. These, these teams have to be what? close to each other. Well, maybe they're know, in different. Coastal Carolinas they could be, and South Carolina. I was going to say they could they're be in, in different. Beach. They could be in different Carolinas. Right. East Carolina Very is in North Carolina. Right it's in um, <laughs> it, little geography probs. It's in uh, where's NC? Or no, Greenville. Greenville. Wait. Greenville and Myrtle Beach. There's a anyway. Greenville in both Carolinas. Which whoever thought of that is an idiot. Because I almost booked a flight. To the wrong Greenville this year to go to the game, and both of them having airports too. That makes no sense. But one you the the ECU you can't really fly to. I think it's small. You have to fly to Raleigh. But anyway, Coastal Carolina sucks, and ECU hasn't been to a bowl in forever. I think last year they were going to a bowl, but then it got canceled due to COVID. So they're actually playing in one. So they'll be pumped. What a rivalry action here! I don't know if these teams have ever actually met before but i'm sure you know they're definitely like third and fourth string of any carolina quote-unquote fan right. whether it be unc usc Duke. literally every other carolina school these have to be like Duke, the bottom two nc state <laughs> there's a lot besides <laughs> so like unc Asheville or like all the other unc i don't know yeah. random basketball schools but anyway holt nailers Still playing. He's got to be a senior this year, right? <laughs> He's like old. a seventh year yeah. of eligibility. I'll look him up. Keep going. Throw the ball around. ECU minus nine and a half. And one other thing, too. Um, Coastal's coach, uh, Chadwell, took the job at Liberty. So losing a coach. Oh, big upgrade there. I know. I feel like that's parallel. <laughs> Holton Ehlers, uh this is only his fifth season. I think all right. He's coming back. Let's go. I think what this is though, this is the effect. All right, so his freshman year was our first year doing the pod. So it feels like we've been talking about him for forever because he's like he's in the first graduating class of our podcast, if that makes sense. Like we talk oh. about him every single year. We haven't really done that about a player, I don't think. But yeah, I think. All he, right, so that makes sense. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the bowl game obviously means more for them. Uh, Coastal losing their coach. One thing that's cool is I like how their um, their name is the Coastal Carolina Chandeliers, Chandeliers. or. Something it's a um, not an acronym. What's it called? Uh, alliteration. I always like when that happens, and it usually doesn't for a sports team. So, uh, yeah, good pick with ECU. 
Second pick, we're going to take Florida State Seminoles minus seven and a half against Oklahoma. What a bowl game here for our our UCF friends in Orlando. Camping World Bowl, Florida State and Oklahoma, awesome matchup. Dylan Gabriel, will he play? Will he opt out? Hmm? I don't know. Will he come back? FSU for sure has not been in a bowl game in a long time. They're going to be pumped. They need this more than Oklahoma does. Big game to continue the momentum for Norvell. You know, after his like three win season, then like a four win. Now, I think they're what ten and two. They're good this 10 year. Ten and two or nine and three. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Travis, no pressure. It's a meaningless bowl game, so you can run around like a crazy person. And uh, Oklahoma's super down this year, so. I like Florida State, de facto home game. There's a ton of Knowles in Orlando. And even for South Florida, you know, area, it's a lot easier to get to Orlando than to drive to Tallahassee and see the team. So, yep. I'm taking Florida State minus seven and a half against Oklahoma. Yeah, I like that pick too. I mean, I think Jordan Travis is going to be, I might put some money on him next season um, for Heisman. I like him a lot. I like how FSU finished the season strong. And uh, Oklahoma on a down year, FSU, you know, the momentum's building. So that's why I like that pick. So which one of those is going to (laughs) be? I don't know. (laughs) All right, let's recap them. That's how I sell it, too. It'd be interesting to see if you go back to, like, all the picks. Like, which one in my voice do I sound more confident about? (laughs) We need um, Moolytics or something. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like it's the one I sound more confident about is the one that usually loses. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> Except when it comes to UCF. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, let's recap them. We're taking ECU, the Pirates, minus 9.5 against Coastal Carolina, and Florida State Seminoles, minus 7.5 against Oklahoma. Let's get, get that, that money. money. Decent, decent, like eight out of ten. Oh, real quick before questions, um, bull pick'em. If you want to enter a bull pick'em, this guy Casey, Casey Gillespie, frat bro of me and Moose, he runs one. It's like twenty five bucks. It's usually a ton of people. It's a lot of fun. Um, send him an email at Gillespie. That's G I L L E S P I E. 88 at gmail.com again gillespie 88 at gmail he's going to send out the invites to the pick'em it's a lot of fun i think there were like 60 or 70 people so i think we've run one in the past i don't feel like it um so just enter his it's 25 bucks and there's actually real prizes not just well i mean socks and first watch gift cards are cool but money's better because you can buy that or other stuff yeah his his pick'em leagues have he's been doing the same ones for 10 years years, and they've gotten They've gotten pretty big, so it's cool because he keeps. I like that he keeps the entry low, but the prizes have gotten so big because there's just so many people in there. So, I I, I really like his pick uh, his pick'em leagues, and definitely need to do bull pick'em uh, with us. Tell him we sent you. Sounds good. All right, all right, picks. We did picks. This is now oh, my mailbag. All right. First question is from MD Knight, 2016. Oh, he's back. Listener from day one, by the way. This, this is season five. OG. OG MD Knight. Bigger portal need, linebacker or DB? And then question 1A, bigger portal need, offensive tackle or offensive guard? Um, I mean, losing JJB sucks, but can we just have like one good... DB or like you know what I'm saying I think it'd be really helpful if we had like one really good cornerback to take away another team's number one kind of like Mike Hughes besides the second Memphis game in 2017 as far as guard or tackle I'm not gonna lie I I, I don't know um <laughs> I could make something right, tackles that come to inside right I, no <laughs> Tackles the out, tackles the outside like bigger, fatter guys. Oh yeah, guards are the ones they usually pull. 
and like move around and stuff. You can tell how much I care about the X's and O's here. We yeah, we just I don't watch the I don't break down the film and like I, I follow the ball for the most part. So at least we know what we don't know. Yeah, more honest. Or I do. Next Something one like that. <laughs> well, I'm also smart enough to know that I don't know everything I don't know, but I'll admit the things <laughs> I like. No, second that. No, when I was like 25, I like pretended to know everything. So this, this is an improvement. All right. Next one from Steve George. Lost to Navy, nearly lost to 1-11 USF, and embarrassed by Tulane in conference championship. Is the program in shambles? Shambles? Shambles, Steve. Come on, brother. Relax. We're going to the Big 12. Can you not wait for that day? I was just talking to my wife about this earlier. I'm like, the wife. next like big, big announcement is the, the conference schedule. Coming out soon. For next year, right? Oh, dude. Oh, wow. we got to do a pod for that. We can plan like, everything. Are we getting Texas at home? Are we getting Oklahoma at home? Dude, like, Matt and Dylan Gabriel might not go to the NFL. That, dude, you know they got to pair us up. Especially, it's got to be in the bounce house. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, that would be epic. But anyway, yeah. I mean, all the things that you said were epically bad, for sure. Um, don't, forget, look, uh, don't forget losing college game day to ECU. I mean, we had that. Yeah. Look, it's a season of what ifs. What if this happened? What if that happened? Well, guess what? It's like 2017. Literally everything went our way. 2022, literally everything didn't go our way. So now we're back to even. Well, no, some stuff did. I mean, we beat Cincinnati. We beat Tulane. It, like you said, it was a roller coaster. Program's not in shambles. I mean, look, we have a chance to have a 10-win season. That's not easy to do. So I think we're good. All right, next question. Next question is from Cassidy J. Who's your pick to have their breakout season next year? I got to go with Johnny Richardson. Bowser's going to be gone. We're going to have a different two-headed monster. And that guy, every time he's... I mean, I think he's got the highest yards per carry. Maybe not besides JRP, but I think he's finally going to get the opportunity he deserves. Is like a one-two punch with RJ. He, we just need to get that guy the ball. What about you? I'm going to go with Xavier Townsend. I think, you know, him being a freshman and we saw, you know, glimpses of him uh, being really great, especially in the punt, punt return game. Uh, I think he has a shot to be like the new Johnny. Oh, I like Little that. guy, fast, obviously not as fast. Well, well, no ga- faster. Little gadget guy. Yeah. I like that pick. Um, all right. Next one from Dalton, UCF Jaguar. Gus is great for the season. That man confuses the hell out of me. Oh. <laughs> Which game? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I don't know. I would say like B minus, C plus maybe. Dude. Uh, like we won some games that. We're nine and three or nine and four, I think. Yeah, we are. But if you, if you, we should have won every game this year. We were only uh, underdogs in one. Yeah. All right. ECU. They stole our signals. I, I. I. don't. I don't count that one against Gus. Navy. That's a. That's a Gus. Especially considering we lost to him last year. And USF. I mean, I don't know. Like, you can't blame Gus for the fumbles. And Tulane. Like, we were. We didn't have either of our quarterbacks for the most part. And when you consider how well he's recruited compared to previous coaches, that's an A minus in my book. That's how I'm always. I'm always glass half full. All right, next one, you're up. Next one is from Jeffrey Sparks. If JRP was healthy enough to come back into the game, why did he not play the whole game so that Tommy didn't burn a redshirt ear? I I was thinking about that, but I think here's how it goes. It's like, all right, JRP tries. We're down 10-0. He can't run. We got to at least give Tommy a shot. Like you said earlier, maybe JRP could have came back in, but you had to at least give him... I think we gave Tommy three drives, and the first one was a touchdown. So really, it's like he had two failed drives going into halftime. Clearly, he just wasn't ready for the game, which is okay. It sucks we burned his red shirt, but at the same time, I mean, most of these guys only stay. If if you're good, you only stay for two, three years anyway. And if you're not, then we don't need your extra year because you're not that good. So I, I don't think it's as big of a deal as people are making it out to be, but we had to try him. You know, it, we had to at least try him. It wouldn't have been fair, I don't think, to the team to not give a fully healthy quarterback at least a chance. 
Yeah, I mean, overall, it was just a bad situation. Did he make the most of it? Probably not, but we move on. Yeah. That's my thought. All right, next one from at Lil Kibau. Will Tommy work in Gus's offense or Timmy? Parentheses, gosh, I hope so. Yeah, I mean, clearly, like, Tommy, I, I feel like people, people have such short memories, like, they put Tommy in as, like, okay, well, he didn't know he was supposed to be in, and he's a freshman freaking conference championship game, like, it's very different than when Daryl Mack was in against Memphis in 2018, like, he had started and played an entire game, you know, the ECU uh, game, yeah. At, on the road we turned to the mac baby <laughs> and uh we were still down 17 in that game like yeah wild it it, it it was very similar it was weird because like we were down 17 too late and like well okay we could just come back and you know just do the same thing that dj mac did and it <laughs> just different. didn't seem like the line it didn't seem like the line gave him a chance yeah like immediately when he dropped back, he was just running, getting yeah. annihilated. Yeah. Like it wasn't fair. It, it really to wasn't his fault. Yeah, I'm with you. And then, you know, you mentioned Timmy McClain. I think we're gonna have a three way quarterback battle. You know, in spring, heading into fall, and uh, that's a good problem to have. Next one's from Colby Keating. Please go over the transfer portal, quality of talent we are losing, and who we could be getting. We. Talked about this a little bit earlier. Um, left a few guys out who I'd literally never heard of. We only have one commit so far. I we have a ton of offers out there. I mean, we offered, um, you know, do DJ Ugalele. I mean, I think they just, I don't know, just like throwing blind darts. We'll we'll have a better picture, you know, heading into the new year. Uh, we could go over all the offers, but I I don't I don't follow it that closely. All right, next one from Danny nine two six. What are your hopes for year one in the Big 12, Moo? Uh, you know, I hope we play tough. I, I think the Big 12 is a, a really good conference. It, it was this year. You know, you saw get some really good teams, uh, multiple top 25s. And, uh, you know, a, a team that, that won or that ended up not even winning the conference championship and is still in the playoffs. So I think that speaks – uh, volumes to the the quality the, of the conference. If you want to put a record prediction on it, I, I think you know maybe an eight and four, seven and five could be a pretty successful season. But it's going to take time, and I really hope that the fans have the patience that it's going to take. Uh, I say I hope. I I know they won't. But um, you think? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, it just happens. This is what we all wanted, though. Yeah. You know, did we want to run the American forever? And, you know, everyone, the, f the first thing that people say to me, is, especially work, is like, oh, you guys don't even play in a conference league. Yep. Well, now what do they have? Well, Nothing. So, like, it's all on us, you know? Yeah. I, real quick, my, um, I just want to make a bowl game. I think that's a success in year one. Anything else on that is icing on the cake. I don't think that's unreasonable. I don't think it's unreachable, unreachable, but I do know that we're not going to have any more. <laughs> I was going to say we're not going to have any more navies or USFs. <laughs> so when you put it that way, because the quality of teams is way better, I don't think six wins is, you know, it might be tough, you know. Um, I don't know. All right, next one. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, who's the worst team in the Big 12 this year? Iowa State. Oh, we lost to Iowa State. Like it doesn't sound that bad. No, it doesn't. And we <laughs> and we lost to much worse teams. Oh yeah. So yeah. Let's you know, eight would be great. I think a bowl game is a very reasonable thing that might be hard to get to. And I hope I'm wrong. You know, I, I hope we're at eight nine conference. I, I hope we're run, you know trying to play for the conference championship. But who knows? Starts a Next question's from. Arbored up night. Who's the biggest UCF culture guy on the team next season? Ooh, I like culture guys. That's like a, I don't like a Jordan Johnson type. Uh, well, I would say you know Sam Jackson, pretty big leader. Uh, Isn't he a senior though? Yeah, he's leaving, so that wouldn't it doesn't count. 
uh, and he came back for this year. I'm trying to think. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Bow- I got two. Bowser leaving you too. Just tell you? Yeah, just tell me because I'm not coming be up gone. with anything. Yeah, that, I'm He's saying still coming back. No, I'm saying Bowser's leaving too. So like, oh. I'm trying to think like, and all my people that I'm thinking of are leaving. So you tell me. All right. First off, offense got to be JRP. Did the guts that this yeah. kid showed, even with that. all the, like, like, I feel like all of Twitter is against him. They're all against him until he runs for 180 yards. Yeah, I know, <laughs> And then right? they're all for him. Like, it makes no sense. But to him, it doesn't matter. He, from day one, he's always shown a positive attitude. He's always showed a no quit in him. And, and I think we don't give this guy enough respect, at least for his efforts, um, you know, is he the best thrower in the world? No, it, but I don't think that lets him limit his possibilities of what he thinks he can do. He can make it up with his legs. Like Lamar Jackson can't throw worth a damn. I disagree. But, you know, respectfully, he, he's a good quarterback, but, but without Lamar Jackson's rushing abilities, he's not a good quarterback. That's fair. Maybe it's like, I don't know, and I'm going off on this tangent about love and JRP, which I'm not the biggest fan of in the first place, but I think we owe it owe we a little something for not giving up on the team yeah. and trying to play when he's injured, and we owe him a little something. So anyway, that's Agreed. the UCF's culture in a nutshell, and on the defense, I think it's Selescar. Look, Josh Selscar oh, yeah. was like oh, uh, yeah. was not animal. that highly recruited of a guy. Comes in, I remember first game I ever saw him was a Georgia Tech game. Me and you went to. He just like lit it up, had a nice like fumble recovery, and you always see him going crazy on the sideline, even especially after a play. Yep, seems like a leader in the locker room. So, give me those two guys on my team to be like the pregame speech kind of guy, halftime speech. And just really embodying the whole UCF culture. Couldn't have said it better myself. Well done. All right. Next question is from Sean at Epic Epping. <laughs> Not really sure what that means. But uh, anyway, what made the 2017 team so magic? And why haven't we been able to recapture that since? Mackenzie Milton. And the nothing- magic man. Yeah. And and nothing against um, you know JRP or any of the players on these teams, but it started with McKenzie. I mean, the kid was just next level special. His elusiveness, his leadership, and his insane passing ability. You know, uh, that that's what it comes down to. I think that's the difference between some of these close games and you know losing some of them and. You know, because it turns out Frost wasn't that great of a coach. I mean, he was for us. I'm not hating on him at all, but, like, he went to Nebraska and couldn't replicate it. So he's not like, you know, like Urban Meyer went undefeated at Utah, and then he went to the Gators and, and replicated that, and he showed he could do it in different conferences, stepping up on each level each time. Oh, and Urban was at Bowling Green first and did the same thing. So, like, he did it, you know, three different times. Frost did it once with UCF, couldn't replicate it at Nebraska. So... I think the answer is Mackenzie Milton. Yeah, and, you know, for having a, a season that magical, Nick Saban always says this, is that, like, you can have amazing talent on a team, but to go undefeated in a season, you have to have a little bit of luck. Like, there's no oh, way definitely. that you can have an undefeated season and not get lucky at all. Like, the amount of times that we got lucky – probably will never be replicated in a UCF season ever again. Dude, the, and, and I say that with a grain say that with a grain of salt, but at the same time, like it's just so incredible about what actually occurred in that year. And we almost did it twice. Don't forget. Right. I mean, we literally did and then oh, the guy who just was the reason I gave for the 27 undefeated season gets hurt in the last game of 2018 and we probably Run the table that year, too, which is crazy to think about. We almost did it twice. So there's your answer. Last two. All right. One's uh, got Jordan. We'll just acknowledge he asked for a record prediction for first year in the Big 12. We already did that, but thanks for your question. Last one from Armored Up Knight. 
Transitioning from a defensive coach to an offensive coach was the winning combination. It, oh, this isn't even a question. All right, let's wrap this up. Um, I don't really have much else. Game's on for three weeks. Uh, I'm relieved that the season is over. It's always a grind. Um, I don't know. Final thoughts, Moo. About the season? I don't know. Anything. What? I Show? Season? I was, just, I was just saying, you, I don't have anything to wrap up with. Oh, show. Well, you know, this is kind of like the end of our season five here. And just wanted to say thank you to uh, all of our listeners. We've gained a ton since the beginning. I remember when you said you wanted to start this. It was kind of like a, you know, we, we didn't really know where this was going to go. And I hope we keep it like, you know, not that serious because like, you know, we just kind of do this for fun and uh even though both of us are extremely busy in our personal lives, like we always find the time to, uh, you know, record this during football season. And I like that we've kept it football only, you know, we, we're not the best at like BSing and a lot of, it was like, t- dude, when we used to cover basketball and we had to, because we were good, I had nothing to say. I would watch the games. And I'd be like, Oh, like oh, we shot good. Oh, that one guy didn't. Like, I don't know anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, well, it's tough. It's tough, too. You know, when, when there's not a whole lot going on, especially during that COVID year, like, I, I feel like the one thing I wish we would have done more this year, but I feel like we we didn't really have the time, was more interviews. Interviews, yeah. I wish we could have. It was tough just getting together for the shows and we missed a couple weeks too i would love to do more i think we'll have to plan them out better like the problem is is you'd be like oh like let's do a guest and I'd be like yeah but we're recording the show today like i barely have time to just edit it so i think with some better right. planning we can get some cool guests like i have great contacts uh, contacts obviously but i mean it was it was just a crazy year but you know like moose said thank you guys for for listening supporting us replying to our tweets sending in questions um everything because you know like you said the questions really make it they do people like actually listen to this yeah and they're they're all good questions and even if people ask dumb questions we always read them and i'm not telling you to ask dumb questions i'm saying they're all like really engaging good questions that honestly a lot of the time bring up topics that we forget to talk about when we recap the game exactly so I'm glad that you guys send in the questions because it helps us uh, put a little bow on the show. And um, so, yeah, holiday season coming. I know, I know you're a big Christmas fan. Love Christmas. I, you know, I put the tree up right after Halloween and the, the wreath. Bada bing, right there. Oh, another question, question that I had, I'm surprised nobody asked this. How many players do you think we actually get drafted? Like, is Bowser getting drafted? He might be a late round. Ah, dude, he I think he kind of regressed this season though. You know, we've talked about it. Not hating on him. Very thankful he came back, but it seemed like he lost a little pep in his step after that injury from last year. I, I don't I don't know. I, I hope I'm wrong. I'm not a scout. I don't know. Is Baker coming back? I think. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't know. I don't think there's anyone that really jumps off the like normally you start to see rumblings from scouts, you hear senior bowl talk, you got you know, some of the Twitter draft scouts are like tweeting out videos like, Oh, Tristan Hill, this guy, you know, top three round like I haven't seen any of that. And normally I, I yeah. see it. So I don't well, know. Looking at Bowser's stats too, a little surprising as well. Like he he definitely carried the ball more, had more yards than last year. Definitely more touchdowns, 14 touchdowns as opposed to nine. That's why that touchdown that was year. free. I mean, you think he could end up being like, uh, you know, and the guy in the NFL right now I could compare him to is Deontay Foreman. Big Deontay bruiser. Foreman, a bruiser back, three, four yards every single play. And um, I could see him as like a backup role. Or goal line back kind of guy. And another thing, too, is I think our offensive line got a little worse from last year to this year. So maybe that's the reason Bowser hasn't looked as good. Like, this is the stuff we don't know. So we we just kind of speculate. Oh, one other thing real quick. And I don't know how 
the only way that you can track this is maybe do like pro football focus. I want to know the success rate on Bowser, like wild Bowser plays, like plays where he actually snaps the ball. It's got to be like 80%. I was going to say more. I can't think of a time we didn't get it. It's amazing. This is the one thing so that why do we not do why do we not do that more on one yard? I think we only use it on the goal line really. No. Uh, a couple fourth and one. I think we used it I don't at know. Least twice this past game. Because if you overuse one. it, it might lose its luster and effectiveness, you know. It's like why stop if they can't stop it? Yeah, I don't know. Ugh, these are all questions that we'll probably never get the answers to. Anyway, all right, let's wrap up. Thanks for listening. Uh, bowl game, couple weeks. We'll probably talk to you guys before then, but as you know, there's always a chance that we just don't. See you guys at the game. Hit us up on Twitter. You know the, the handles. And go Knights. Charge on. announced that we're in the Duke uh, no the the Annapolis Bowl I keep or no the the Armed Forces Bowl I keep saying that I keep telling people it's the Duke's Mayo Bowl because we play Duke anyway um yeah I'll, I'll, I'll edit that out <laughs> also we preview the bowl game um also we preview the bowl game the Armed Forces Bowl in Annapolis versus Duke it's the military bowl <laughs> <laughs> what? All right. <laughs> and also, we preview the bowl game. What's it called? <laughs> Military <laughs> bowl. bowl. Right. Three, two, one. <laughs>